Okay, good evening. Well, actually, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is August 26, 2020. Welcome to episode number nine of the Money Talks podcast. We have a. This is an. This this, uh, episode is going to be more of a serious tone, especially how everything has been going on, and this has been. Actually, everything has been going on the past couple days, and this is a something I kind of want to talk about because this one is um, this one's gonna talk about a lot of things, and to me, I have stayed quiet about a lot of stuff, and people ask like, you know, I haven't heard you talk about some of the protests like in some of the earlier episodes. I haven't heard you talk about like any of this stuff. I'm gonna be real with y'all here. I try to not be political in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. To me, politics kind of bumps me out a bit. It just... It's, to me... This is, like, one of the things why I don't like politics to begin with. And this is why a lot of this protest stuff has been going on. And why everyone... And why a lot of the things of, like, the response to Corona and everything else that's been going on... Going on hasn't... Why hasn't a lot of stuff hasn't changed much, or why probably America is practically the number one in cases, number one in like tests and all this stuff. Why pretty much the entire world has practically closed us off, off. And uh, well, this is the this is my reason why. And before we get into any of this stuff, before I go into any of this. Not all of the things I will say in this, who knows how long this is going to take me, is not going to be entirely out of facts, maybe out of theories. Um, but a lot of stuff is just me going, pretty much going with raw emotion and feeling. It's no, as you, if you think some of this is, what I'm saying is kind of wrong or. You know, if you're thinking you don't know what I'm talking about, if you're going to, I can understand if you pretty much get turned off by this at all. I'm just going at you all with just straight up facts and truth here. And truth, my belief of what I think is everything. And this is what I personally believe. It's just my honest take about the whole, about the rants, about these Paul. About this whole face protest recently, especially what's been going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin, here in Louisville, with the Breonna Taylor cases, with the Breonna Taylor protests, and like a bunch of other things. To me, I don't go into this much, but in this particular case, the way things have been like the past few days, it's going probably at a point where we might as well, I might as well talk about it, and I might as well just bring it up. So. And I'm probably going to, this is probably going to be a continuous, one continuous thing. So if there's a point, I need to take a break. And I started drinking water. And I know it's unprofessional. I shouldn't drink water or anything in the middle of like a rand or something. But hey, my throat's going to get dry. I'm going to need some water anyway. So, yeah.
okay. So, this is one of the first things I'll talk about this. Is probably, the pro it's pretty much the protest. One of the things I am trying, at least, that has been made clear pretty much by a lot of this stuff been going on, either with George Floyd protests, Breonna Taylor protests, uh, Jacob Blake Jr. protests, and all the other protests that have been going on all across the nation and pretty much all around the world. And it's pretty much been clear that black people, African-American black people, pretty much, pretty much, A, don't want to get shot by police. Automatically just have this, like, this race, institutional form of racism, like, or prejudice that cops give to black people, like, oh, they're intimidating, or they're violent, or all this stuff that makes us feel inhuman. And we want that right, like, pretty much the right to pretty much a fair justicism and everything else. And what some police officers have been doing recently, in terms of violence and everything else, they are not giving up that right. And if they are impeding those rights, those legal rights that's been going on by police, we want is some action either by the police departments themselves or by the government or by the local state or federal government to step in and prosecute the officers and it go for the legal process and if they are found guilty of some crime involving a, a suspect in some crime or something, then that officer is A, fired, B, B, have the pension that they get taken away and pretty much, and if they ever get out of prison in any way, shape, or form, they're not allowed to be in any form of law enforcement ever again. That is what should be done. And that is something that needs to be happen. I think that's fair. One thing is I think if there is if there is some form of investigation going on, I do not believe that keeping an officer under some form of administrative reassignment, aka desk work, is not right because while investigation is going on, he's still working, he still gets his pension, he still like he still tries keeps making money keeps making sure his pension is growing and stuff. I believe that is not the case. I believe is if an officer, if a police officer or sheriff or whoever is did a, did some officer involved shooting or somehow impeding his authority uh, too much, I believe that during an investigation is going ongoing that officer should be in a term in an indefinite suspension without pay, without any way of him building his pension, any way of him growing that pension. And to me, I know that sounds like, you know, if he is found not guilty or absolved of any 
or what he did was justifiable enough, then I will, I can understand him getting his, them paying him back and letting any payments that would have anything that would have went to his pension go back. And that is, and to me, I know that's like the government loses money off of this and legal fees and all this stuff. But to me, I rather have that route go than have a route of him either be under death duty or pretty much just be suspended from force for three months and still get paid. That is, to me, the reason, to me, what I'm saying sounds more reasonable, but a lot of the cases is, one, it is, to me, one person, but it was always somehow one person or group that is has this order that has this, like, weird power, which makes no sense to me whatsoever, and that's a lot of, like, police unions that make this contract, which is probably basically find somehow makes a way that either the mayor or city council or somehow, some way, like, you can't, like, do anything to pursue legal action over these cops. You can't suspend them. You can't fire them. You can't do any, a lot of this stuff. This is the rules. This is what you can do with the police. And to me, that personally is wrong. Because that is basically, basically is, in you hear this, to me, it sounds like the police, this policing saying, when it comes to our officers, our officers pretty much involving, do anything involving citizens, you have no power on how to handle, like, our disciplinary actions. We have the power. And basically, most of the time, it's just a choice. It pretty much is saying, we're, we hear, we see that this happened. We recognize this. And we're not doing anything about it. Y'all can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> basically, that's what you're practically telling, like, not only the mayor, you're not only telling that city council, you're pretty much telling that to the entire city. It's that we have power, more power than the mayor and the city council. Y'all can suck our dicks, or whatever. It's just me at a point where it's just like, you, this is like what's crazy about it is that's how much power a policing has over people who are pretty much the government that pretty much can't, and they can't do where government can't really do anything following this and it's a process which is insane to me and that's why a lot of officers never get tried for these crimes and it's just to me mind boggling that is what is going on here that's what's going on here with the LMPD why a lot of with like LMPD and the city why there hasn't been like so much transparency involving the Breonna Taylor case and everything else, and why I don't think the attorney general is having an impasse on this like decision. Uh, and I'm gonna get to the attorney general in a minute. Trust me on that one. But it is 
that's what's going on with this whole like process and it's like this is what is frustrating to me that like if I'm the mayor I'm like listen I have a right to these like files or I have a right to like some of these cases I should have more of like a transparency about this and I should at least have more role of least disciplined officers and stuff and I know that's and that's what things is you are pretty much and I know what you're thinking like and there's people like and that's like what's going on either left or right and it's like that's what I'm like you like people don't understand you are the government you are like the people who make laws you are the ones who enforce the laws you're the ones who enact laws like you have the power to do something about this and instead of you doing anything you either a blatantly ignore it or b you somehow just kind of just let it pass or move on and maybe make it a topic five ten years down the line and this is something that shouldn't be like a slow burn, slow process. Some of this stuff should be should have been done like instantly after some incidents. Like after some incidents, it should be like nipped in the butt, basically. That's what I'm gonna say. It should be nipped in the butt. And right now it is not. And that's what's practically to me a frustrating subject and a frustrating topic discussing it. And it's just to me something that pisses me off a lot and it's just and it's just frustrating <sighs> one of the things I will say is like what's going on is like every a lot of decisions have been going on it goes on for like corona pandemic and like all this stuff is pretty much something that could be settled if we all sat down and discussed but somehow like we all have to, like, follow some type of, like, line. Is either, if you think this way, that means you're left. If you think this way, you're right. And I'm like, there's got to be a way you got to come into a middle ground here. There has to be a way of coming to a middle ground. And that's the thing. A lot of people don't want to, want to like, you know, talk about each other's ideas and see where is the middle. Where is the middle? And that's... The hard part of why we can't get anything settled or finished up, and it's just like, what are we doing? Like, especially this is stuff that goes on in the this is some stuff that goes on in the federal level. This is some stuff that goes on in the national level, and it's just a point where it's like, listen, like my thing about like some of the stuff going on with like the Corona pandemic and like. How they could have handled some of this stuff. And people are like, why are we, can't we do something? Why isn't, no, like, and some of these people are like, what should we do? How do you guys have means and votes? That's how some of this stuff goes. And that's like, it's like, to me, I am like, one of the things, big things I will never understand is like the purse, like the attorney general we have is a Republican by the name of Daniel Cameron. Who is practically every like every like lawsuit dude makes is against the governor and our state's governor, who is Amy Bashir, who's a Democrat, and a lot of the stuff he's doing is ways of helping out basically everyone in his state who's a losing their jobs or 
B and or B losing their homes because one a lot of us only got that one twelve hundred dollar stimulus check and then our unemployment is so backed up we pretty much can't hardly anyone could get any of their like access to try to get an unemployment check some still haven't gotten it yet some are pretty much have applied and some are still waiting to get it this is a process that's been going on for like months and I'm like how is this so difficult to process like in terms of like the child care stuff the educational stuff restaurants bars stuff mass mandates and all this stuff I'm like what exactly do you want this gov- the governor to do like what else is it that you're trying to stop and that's one of the things about Damon Cameron is frustrating and pretty much annoys me to a point is that you're focusing so much on every little action, executive action, and every single little bill that any Bashir is make trying to make that you're in your one is the lead investigator of like this Breonna Taylor case, and you're practically wasting people's time and energy. And it's starting to frustrate more, like, the protesters, like, why is more of these protests keep going on, and why are you starting to get more and more, like, violent in a sense? Because, one, this man is supposed to make a decision, and instead, every freaking day of, of, like, an investigation should be more focused on, he's focusing more, more on trying to challenge this action, or challenge this law, or challenge this, and I'm like... Dude, are you supposed to be like investigating this Breonna Taylor case? Shouldn't you make this help make a decision that these officers should be fired or some or something of some kind, like or or some form of prosecution, or be at least recommend like if we found some evidence that these officers maybe at this point should be suspended and not without pay and not receive any more put any more money in their pensions, like, or some sort of way that it makes more sense, and that should be the case. Instead, we're pretty much just, like, it's just, like, that's one of the things about it is insane to me, and it struggles, and it frustrates the hell out of me, and it's one of the things I enjoy a lot. The next big thing is also the federal level, and this is, like, the one that's pissing me off a lot, is that everything about, do I think every part of, like, government is bad? Do I, am I voting? Who am I going to vote for? I'm not going to say who I'm voting for. I don't need to know who I need to vote for, who I believe stand for, or all this stuff. But it's like, to me, there's a lot of things, a lot of things in the left, the right. I can go in on Trump a lot. Dude is kind of a fucking idiot. Yeah, you can boast about how good the economy is, but look, 50 plus million people have are pretty much are unemployed. A lot of small businesses are practically gone are going to be gone forever. A good chunk of like McDonald's, a good chunk of like corporations had to like at least shut their doors or or close off stores to like cut off, like, to cut some of their, like, bleeding, some of their bottom line off. Uh, the stimulus bill pretty much gave billions and billions of dollars to major corporations. 
and all we got, regular citizens, regular working class people, only got a twelve hundred dollar. That's all we got, and it is frustrating to me that it is something that should have been done. I think one of the things I've heard was if you took all the giveaways that was given to corporations and stuff, I think it's something. I think if you divide it all up and by a person, it would be like five thousand dollars, which is a lot of money, and would have helped out a lot. And a lot of people are asking, like, and one of the things about that's going on with this impasse with this whole like big bill and stuff, like, we need to like we can't give everybody six hundred bucks a month, a month again. Like we can't go back to that stuff because we can't give them more money. And I can understand that because. One of the things is, our minimum wage is horrible. Seven twenty-five an hour, federally, still, to this day. And you pretty much gave, like, what you gave is pretty much, and you're saying, like, well, people are making more money on the boy. No shit, because, understand, like, seven twenty-five an hour, and what you're giving them is, like, practically, what is probably, to them, Two, three, four times better than they would have made if they kept, if they decided to go back to work. Instead of going back to their job, going back to work. Like, why am I spending, like me, why I, why would I spend? Now, if I worked at, like, McDonald's or something, let's be honest, if I was getting unemployment checks, if I was working, like, at some small little restaurant or something, and it closed up for, like, the short time it did, and I'm getting, like, more money from that, more money from this, and from unemployment. Because I understand, you're pretty much getting whatever you're making on your checks, plus the extra 600 a week. So, that's an extra, tw- so let's say this, let's say you work, or your job, you get $200, $300 or something like that, I'm assuming that. Let's say 300 Three hundred dollars a week. You add the six hundred. That's at least nine hundred. In a way, you're making like thirty-six hundred a month. Um, a month compared to what you made, like if you worked is compared to like whatever you're making as like, let's say yes, you're a waiter. Let's say you're a server at like some small local diner pretty much get like the standard like waiter waitress fare and then plus whatever tips you get some cases you're not going to get like a full tip or something or something like small some cases some people give you a tip some people pretty much not give you anything and some of that stuff is pretty much so you're pretty much making like at least maybe a couple hundred a week if you if you take that amount, take the amount you're getting, plus the six hundred bucks. Like if you're like getting thirty six hundred bucks a month, or more, or more or less, something or some kind of whatever you're making, that helps out a lot. That's better than what you would make. And I'm like, if I'm like, would I ever go back to work and still make like two hundred bucks a month, two hundred bucks, like pretty much eight hundred a month, or I stay at home. Get thirty six hundred a month, and I can still pay my bills, pay my rent, and have extra money left over. I'd rather take that money, 
then go back to work. It's it was a whole lot better. I can do a whole lot more stuff. I can at least you pretty much feel you have a more sense of freedom. And that's what's going on is like that is one of the things is you pretty much this is one of the things it shows that a the the unemployment that that the minimum wage they needs to get raised. It is pretty much a thing that needs to get fixed and a lot of the economy needs to get changed. And it pretty much shows like oh the stock market falling and everything it's but the stock market's rising all this stuff. No, it shows that the stock market is technically bullshit because technically it just shows that hey, if you're rich, you're fine. But in reality, the work class is fucked. Is in a way fucked in a way where we're pretty much having a hard time. If you're a, we don't know if we're going to be able to recover and go back to the way we were, or we might be homeless and we're all screwed in life. And that's what's frustrating about this whole thing. And it's like, like one of the things is. Alright, is pretty much making this both side. Everything is fine, everything is good, we're making the economy good. And the left is pretty much like, I mean, no, it's not. Not, no, it's not. And one thing is, you know this, and instead of like, you know, you know, standing your ground and trying to at least get bulk, bulk up and actually tell these motherfuckers off, you guys are pretty much just. Kind of just staying, staying the, staying the course, and just like, okay, we'll just wait on. Oh, we can wait till November. Wait till like, let's just hope Biden wins. Hope everyone can go out and vote. We can all vote for Biden. We can get Biden in, and then we can make shit up. No, it. Some of y'all are pretty much some of the shit that a lot of this response shit, and all the closures and all the actions that people are doing. A lot of this stuff, and this is somehow something I've heard yesterday I am that this is all a way of pandering to at least their party lines just to get reelected. And it's just like, oh yeah, okay, we haven't done a lot, but trust me, if you reelect pick me choose vote for me again in my next term, trust me, I will get everything done. And it's like in this point in time do I think there needs to be term limits in Congress? Do I think there needs to be term limits in, like, Congress, Senate, and all that stuff? At this point, yes. Because, listen. Like, motherfucker, we, we gave you two, we're giving you, we gave two to your terms. We voted you in for, like, ten years. You, let's say this. If you're, like, a representative, and you've been, if you've held that seat for, like, 30, 40, 50 years, and people, like, are starting to realize, like, you ain't doing shack shit. We're pretty much telling you, like, listen, okay, we're we'll vote for you one more term, because we probably don't have anyone to oppose you yet, but you can't get shit done. We are going to make sure you you got to make some shit done, try to get some shit done, or else be, we are going to find someone who will fight, who, are, who is going to fight and give us, helps us with our best interests in mind. So, that's what needs to be done. I think there needs to be some term limits. Like, some mayors, like like me, Mayor Fisher, like, some of the stuff he's doing is probably just some way, some steps that is, I don't know how Mayor Fisher's handling, like, this local stuff. I know this, I don't think he's going to get reelected. I think Mayor Fisher's 
the mayor, Greg Fisher, who is a mayor of Louisville, is he going to get reelected? Is he planning on doing reelection? Is he planning on moving up to some to some higher in government? I don't think so. But I mean, he's probably done in a couple of years. But one thing is, like, listen, if you're gonna, but if you're gone in a couple of years, that's the point. You want to make the most shit to get the most shit done as you possibly can. You get the most shit done. Instead of like you, you know, twiddling your thumbs, watching the city burn and pretty much have more like and not do much of anything. Let the pretty much make, let this, let pretty much this police union make you your bitch. Make you their bitch. You actually grow a set, stand your ground on these motherfuckers, and tell them, hey, these officers might need to get prosecuted in some way, shape, or form. Some of them need to face some form of disciplinary action. If you want to go at it and cause them, like, a little civil war or something in this, like, in our little city, a little proxy war for it, fine. So be it. If that's what should be done, do I think he should be resigned? Not really. I think so, because he's failed to be transparent about a lot of this shit. Especially a lot of this stuff that's been going on recently. Do I think he should be fired because... No, I'm not saying that because I'm part of like the group of like Republicans that are doing this that wants to do it because it's like a party line thing. But I agree, like some of it, he has to go. Some people have to go, and some people, like, it's, that's the thing, like, a lot of mayors, in for liberal or conservative, like, listen, do I think, oh, we switch, flip party, flip the Senate, flip the Congress, or flip it, like, I don't know who's, who, if there's a left or right, it should be someone who is, like, at least going to think neutral enough, where we can actually, we need to at least stop with this party line shit, is, like, listen, I'm not going to say we should vote somebody because we're raised. Or I think vote for them because, oh, they think like I do. Like, others, everyone is not, I say this, everyone is not left or right. It's just one or two key issues that make you left or right. It, that's one of the things it is. To me, I'm, I kind of lean left. One thing I will say is this, do I think we have right to guns? Kind of. But I think we need more background checks. I say this. I'm okay if you have guns. I'm okay if you got knives or whatever. I just feel like this. If you have a violent background or some form of mental illness, you honestly shouldn't have a gun really to begin with. And and that's something I think that needs to be that should be done. And that's I'm not saying anything that's wrong here. I mean I think besides do I think we need to tax more of rich? Yes. But to me, I'm like, okay, how much can we tax them? Or how much? But do we have to pay less? Or do I... To me, I... My dad said this a bunch. This is someone, and he's worked with, like, some, like, the most rich. And he's pretty much been, like, a chauffeur and a bartender. And served uh, pretty much a lot of the most rich, affluent, like, people in the entire city of Louisville over the years of his life. And... He's, and one person he, he worked for pretty much told him, like, 
if everyone paid like say 10% of their taxes taxes everyone age pay 10% like if you made so it basically is this if you made 10 million you should donate a million if you made 100 million 10 million a billion 100 million 100 billion 100 billion and like so let's be honest if Jeff Bezos donated 10%, I mean, dude makes, like, what, 100-something billion? All we're asking him is, like, hey, you need to give up, like, 10% of your money, put it, into the, put it back in the economy. That should be fair. Now, people are saying, like, okay, well, but it's like, well, well what if I donate Jerry's? To me, like, look, to me, that's, a, that's his way of, like, doing the taxes. Listen. I say this, if you don't, you gotta take out that, some kind of loophole, that loophole or something, it's, you either, you gotta give 10% or be your face in jail time for tax evasion, so, that's to me, the thing about that, so, you might say I'm crazy for that, but I'm, I'm spitting out some straight facts to y'all, that's what I think should be happening, and I think this, if you make, like, me, I make, like, probably... 17, 18, 19 grand. I mean, I pretty much, my bank account is like small, so I'm not saying anything like I'm not gonna, but hey, that's at least some small portion. But at least I'm giving 10%. Like, if you give like 10% of your own money to tithes at church, I mean, like Lord says, you give 10%. Why not do it with the government? So, that's what I think. And that's what I think is it's fair. I think it's a fair, reasonable thing. It's a reasonable rate. And I think it makes sense. That's a number I can wrap my head around. So, that's why I say it's like, we need to cut off those tax... I think tax workers need to be cut off entirely. That's what I pretty much believe in. One of the biggest things I will say is the whole... And I say this, Trump is a lot of stupid, a lot of wild shit. I say this, if he, if you can somehow, if, I say this, I think a lot of shit would be, hope could be a whole lot better if dude was off Twitter and not tweeted some shit. But everything I will say is this, do I think, but do I think Republicans have the better, has, do I think that someone like Biden is better than not entirely. The dude is kind of, in a way, senile, somewhat senile, and is kind of, and kind of offered like the crime bill, which is one of the big things why our, why we have the largest prison population in the world and all this shit, and recidivism rates and all this other stuff, is also because of him. Now someone like Malt. Now he's pretty. I think this. He's not really taking over the show. It's going to be Kamala. Let's be real. Kamala's going to have more power than him. He's just buying the figurehead. Kamala is the puppet master, technically. And he's going to play more of a role in this. She's going to play more of a role in this. And I know what you're going to say is, what do I think about her, like, politics and all this about her politics? Look, to me, listen, if you smoked weed in the past, listen, if you had some bad experiences with weed, look, why impede people on people's 
people's right to smoke weed. I say this. Weed should be legal. I say this. A lot of the people who are in jail for for offenses like marijuana should be out of jail right now completely and have all the rights resort, including the right to vote. And a lot of this stuff is like, and a lot of things I think she should play, should be guilty for is at least apologizing and regretting that she played a role in trying to at least have more cases with like, trying to with, with withholding evidence and all this stuff because she wanted to win cases just as big as, much as anyone else, bigger than anyone else. That's another thing. So, a lot of cases is, she has a lot of, I say this, both, both the Democrats have, like, the Democratic Party kind of has skeletons in their closet, has skeletons in their closet, some of them got to redress it, probably just needs to do is redress it, own up to it, and then, maybe we'll find out and see, maybe people will vote for him, I, I'm guessing, but, other than that, it's nothing really that's going to pretty much make me, am I going to vote? I'm pretty much going into this with my gut instinct, and I'm pretty much just going to vote for who I think makes more sense, and that's the lesser of two evils, whoever that is, at the end. At the end of the day, but do I think it will change anything? I don't know, because right now, the way I see it is, it's going to end, this whole election is going to end one of two ways. Option A, Biden wins. These Trump supporters who are the ra most radical and most crazy motherfuckers who have, like, guns and shit is going to start probably a second civil war just out of the sheer willpower that they do not believe of going back to the way things were. That pretty much at if you say all this stuff probably makes you feel, makes you a little bit racist and makes you a little bit xenophobic and all this stuff. Some people are probably Trump supporters and are just thinking, kind of thinks, kind of likes the way he just likes to talk stuff, talk it like it is. I can understand that, but look, there's a time and place where some shit kind of will offend people and it's just like, it's just, to me, I, I got, I don't know how much to say about that. It's just, that's a process that needs to be discussed. To be a lot in, or B, Trump wins. Pretty much, uh, left, pretty much, die, lava, probably millennials, probably people my age and all of us, are probably just going to start a second civil war because we don't want to spend four more years with this guy. Let's be real. It's, to me, we're all, this is all a point where eminently going towards the Second Civil War. And this is one of these why I'm probably saying this. Because the way this process has been, it's been going more violent. And it's been more, been more violent and more active and stuff. Especially what's been going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And if you don't know what's going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin, it's that a man by the name of Jacob Blake Jr. Uh, was shot seven times in the back. Um, he was trying to break up a fight between, I guess, I guess his ex and his current girlfriend. He tried to break up that fight. Police came in, got involved, and 
frame it, and there were three police officers in the scene telling them to go to, to at least get on the ground or at least stand down or hands up or whatever. And instead of him doing that, he decides to go to his car. And instead of, well, and instead of, like, detaining him, which should have been easy because there are three officers and one guy, I'm probably sure you can take him down and at least hold him on the ground and put handcuffs on him. So, instead, they shoot him seven times in the back. A couple shots end up being, I heard, in the stomach and liver. He ended up, ended up severing the spinal cord and sharing his vertebrae. Basically, the man is now paralyzed from waist down. And how did the city of Kenosha handle this? They handle it with a lot with rioting, with a lot of riots going on. Pretty much, uh, one Department of Corrections building being burned to the ground. Uh, people throwing stuff, burnt, going, hanging out with cops. Uh, buildings getting burned down. Like a lot of the city has been at a point of like showing anger, and a lot of stuff came to a head where pretty much a group of, uh, I'm gonna say radicals who support the right wing a lot of radicals pretty much have showed up like yet yeah, last night and pretty much try to like defense doors and pretty much assist the police in any way shape or form by coming with, arming themselves with weapons and guns and stuff uh now what happened last night this uh there was an individual a young uh, I'm going to say this, a young terrorist who went, who pretty much ran with a rifle and pretty much shot at a couple of protesters, shot one in the head and then as one tried to jump at him and try to at least take him down, take his weapon away from him, one shot, he shot another kid in, the ch in like either the chest or stomach area, which I've heard. And and it and he shot another person in the arm and ran away from the scene. And this is some seventeen year old like I'm not gonna say young boy or young or young man, but pretty much a seventeen year old domestic terrorist. That's what he is, pretty much. A seventeen year old domestic terrorist. And instead of like the cops, you know, Trying to take him down, you know, take him down, or, or pretty much try to detain him or some kind, or, or at least help to pretend to pro to the protesters. They pretty much just like high five the kid, offers him some water, you know, told like these right wing militia men, hey, we appreciate the guy's help and all this stuff. And I'm just like, it's gotten to a point now, like, this, the police is pretty much siding with right-wing militiamen, or some of them are right-wing radicals themselves, or maybe right-wing radicals themselves, or it is a point where we're practically going towards a point, like, this is starting to get to a point where we're dealing with sort of like some fascist, I believe... We're going towards a state, like a more fascist state, 
And this is getting to a point where we need to at least everyone at this point. I'm not saying to all protesters you should start carrying weapons, but at this point, it might be necessary for you to carry weapons now. It's getting to a point where we're probably going to have probably these regular these protests that usually be peaceful turn to like violent riots and pretty much there's going to be a point where the entire streets the streets are about to turn into battlefields like our streets are going to be turned into battlefields some buildings are about to burn are going to burn to the ground we're probably about to get to a point where a second civil war is going to happen and I don't want that to happen but it feels like a part of it is going to. And I don't want it to happen. But it feels like it's going to. And it's frustrating to me that this has all happened because a lot of us made a, pretty much tried making every... We pretty much got to a point where everything has gone to a point where we can't... It's, if you think this one way, you're this... If you think one way, it's that. And somehow no one has ever tried to at least meet up in the middle and try to at least discuss a more compromise. That's how we've pretty much started the founding of this country. By compromise. And now we can't do anything to compromise. And if you try at least try to discuss something with people... Then they try to dispute you, refute you in any way, shape, or form where they don't even need to have an argument or discussion with you. And it's somehow frustrating as hell because basically you just want to just say stuff just for the sake of saying stuff. And it makes no sense in any way, shape, or form. And this is why we're probably screwed. I'm not saying you're, to me, all this stuff shouldn't be a shouldn't be like a left or right thing. A lot of this stuff shouldn't be a black and white thing. It should be determined. It should be what is right and what is wrong. I say, and this is my thing. Do you believe that George Floyd's murder is justifiable? Is it what is it right for that officer to put his neck? Put his knee on his neck for nine minutes over a counterfeit ten dollar bill. Is it right that the police officers in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the free police officers in Kenosha, Wisconsin, shot Jacob Blake Jr. in the back seven times, right or wrong? Is the kid, is the seventeen-year-old domestic terrorist that shot at protesters? Killing two and and wounding one, right or wrong, in his actions. And another thing is, is are, are the police officers that went into the home of Breonna Taylor to do some do a no knock raid over a house that a drug dealer who is already in the prison in the prison was it worth them to shoot eight bullets at her and leave her for dead for 20 minutes
and then arrests her boyfriend who shot, pretty much shot at the police officers in self-defense. Who is also a registered gun owner. Was what the police officers did right or wrong? That should be the question here. Me, a lot of some stuff is wrong. A lot of the stuff mostly is wrong in any case, shape, or form. And it should it shouldn't have gone this far. To me, I think what some a lot of the officers done was wrong. I believe some of them should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law allowed and should face whatever consequences they get. I don't say, I'm not going to say, if you think all it is justifiable and right, that's fine. You're entitled to that opinion. But in my opinion, you are probably an idiot. And you refuse to accept probably some form of reality that everything that is going on does not, shouldn't be happening at all because of an unjust and unfair system. If you, it is just to a point where I'm just tired of it. I'm hoping we can fix this stuff. And I'm hoping we can move on with our lives. In a more peaceful, just world. And if it has to come by a civil war that shouldn't have, that practically ended 150 years ago, which kind of already established that black people have rights, just like us, they are allowed to live like us, and it should be, that should how this should be. Period and a story. Now, if we have to run this back all over again, a hundred and sixty, almost a hundred and sixty years later, well, I have no words for this. If that's how this is, if this is how we're pretty much have to run it back and reshape everything again, well, I guess so be it then. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a done, I'm done with this. I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna move on to a new segment. I'm gonna take me a break. I just need a minute to, like, we'll go on with some new stuff. We're gonna try to at least get away from, like, politics and stuff. I'm probably gonna try to talk about some sports or something, like some basketball or something outside of this. And this is, uh, something... I'm going to go ahead and take a break. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, folks. If you got any idea, anything from this rant here, this 50-plus minute rant, please leave a comment. And and if you guys are going to comment and you guys are going to debate about this, please keep it fair and please keep it, keep this, like, regular, normal, Please, like, let's not start more wars and stuff and and create some situations where it's just too much. Please. Just don't, okay? 
Alright. I'll be right back, y'all. Alright, so we're back. We've taken a minute to process all of what we just spoke about earlier. And, um, yeah. Alright, we're ready to go move on to the next subject. I think we're going to talk. Let's go into sports for a bit. I think let's talk about NBA playoffs. This has been what's been going on in the NBA playoffs. It is practically, so far, we've probably gone through a good few games, and I think there's some we should talk about here. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, hold up some NBA action. So, I think the first big, one of the first big things we can talk about is, I guess the first big thing is, we'll talk about the big thing on Sunday. I guess we can start with, I guess we can start off with every series, but I think the biggest ending to these big series is pretty much ended starting month on Sunday. The first two teams have been eliminated Playoffs Sunday, the Boston Celtics sweep the Philadelphia 76ers in a 4 0 series. This Sunday ended with them winning 110 106. And then we have the Toronto Raptors taking on the net, sweeping the nets, sweeping the nets, sweeping the nets 150 122. To me, uh, the first, and I think Monday, I think. Monday, we actually already got one team out with the Indiana Pacers getting swept out by the Miami Heat, 99-87 Monday. Uh, the big thing is right now, as the series stands right now, the Milwaukee Bucks are up three games to one. Today, they get a chance to actually end that game, end that series in five. End that series in five today at four. Uh, the Thunder take on the... Oklahoma City Thunder take on the Houston Rockets in a Game 5. Series is tied two games apiece. And the Lakers get a chance to end their series with the Trailblazers. Trailblazers tonight at 9. But uh, as yesterday went. But one of the big things is the biggest um, the biggest things about teams being eliminated. The biggest things went on is the Nets didn't really knew they were they made the playoffs. I kind of knew they were kind of going to lose that series because, to me, you pretty much are out without KD. You're out without Kyrie. You're out without uh, DeAndre Jordan, who opted out because and he had COVID, so he decided to opt out. And uh, but other than that, it was at least. But them making it the first round was good. I think this next year they're going to be a threat in the East. Probably a better threat in the East. Probably going to be a free seat. A top three, top four seed in the East. Uh, the Pacers, I think they kind of have a, they got something going on. It's just, they'll probably get back. It's just them, it's just uh, them having a hard time with series and pretty much injuries plaguing them. I think next year they'll be back stronger than ever. The biggest thing is the Sixers. They have a lot, a lot, again, more work to do. And this one is a big step backwards because especially the team they are. Especially the team they are. Especially this is somehow... Anyone doesn't know, this is like at least sort of the... This is sort of the... um, 
the um, possible, like, this is the 10th, this is should be the 7th season. Like, this is the, this is a short coming, because especially a team like this, especially a team like this, because the Sixers were the third, or like, one of the three, top three teams to at least win this champ, win championship. In fact, they were second. They were ahead of like the Lakers. The Bucks were the fav- heavy favorites. Next was the Sixers, and then the Lakers. They were ahead of the Lakers, who is the current one seed of the E of the West. This is to me one of the things about this that is questionable: is how does how is this. What, how does it affect them? I think it affects them a lot because one of the big things was that to me, one of the things about the Sixers is they have a lot, they have a lot of like, they have a lot of potential and a lot of like good things coming and have a lot of potential. This is a team that has a lot of potential and one of the biggest things was him about it was this team and everything else a lot of the cases is was what they did what the was that the uh, Sixers did was a lot of stuff that kind of happens in the in the season is one thing is they kind of one thing I question is I question about it is is them not Doing anything involving is them not doing anything involving the um is some of the one things I've seen that couldn't have what they've done was bad was what I think is to me the uh how uh, Brett Brown did with MB Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. One of the big things is about Ben Simmons is is that Ben Simmons he is a good passer. He's a good point guard. He has he can do amazing stuff off the ball, off the ball. But one of the things is if you are not going to be able to get the ball off or do anything, you if you're a point guard, you should know how to have a, at least some kind of shot. Or on some kind of shot. And one of the big things was they never, he's never had like any way of. One of the big things was him was about Ben Simmons is that, that there was a coach that, yeah, it they actually kind of helped him, you know, have a footing on the. There's a little least, there is at least footing. They, like, dipped it earlier in the season, and they never, like, try to get him to encourage him more to shoot more freeze. And that's something I think should have helped out, is, like, you're not going to be able to drop. Yeah, you're 6'10", but you're lanky. You're not going to be able to go up to, like, some bigger, like, someone around your height, and if he's a little bit bigger in muscle. Like... Dude, you gotta have to build. You gotta work on somehow an outside shot, and that's something I'm surprised 
they never like approach with him or hire. And I just realized now, I forgot to hit record, resume the feeder recording. So, son of a bitch. <sighs> Give me a. Okay, so I can. I guess I'll go to my point because I realized this is what happened, and now I can't cover some of this stuff. So, yeah, we're gonna go. Let me move on. Um, biggest thing is like, first X was they should have set up, set this. They should have when they draft him. They should have tried to make sure he a build up his outside shot. And then in this season, should have been the point where you kind of encourage him more. Try to take the outside shot more. Outside shot more. Because he can guard. He can guard any point guard. Because a lot of the average point guard is like 6'3", 6'4", probably. In NBA, I believe. So, you have a height advantage. You got the wingspan advantage. And wingspan and everything else, you you can guard, you can pass, you can rebound, you can you can do stuff off the ball. I feel like if you can if you can convince him to do shoot outside, you got some you got some big men in Joel Embiid and in Al Horford. You acquired this past off season, this off season, this off season, you got. Big men who can rebound, work inside, and and go back inside. But in terms of Embiid, this is something that I'm was questioning. That I don't know why Brett Bowen told him this, and this is why Brett Brown told him this, and this is why I'm pretty much questioning that team. Is that hey, like Joel? It's we know you can like you know. Lay it up, dunk. You're a big, powerful, seven foot tall center. But instead of you doing that, let's see if you can work on your shooting, shoot, working on your perimeter shooting. Are you motherfucking kidding me? Like, this is a you're telling a center who's practically the primary role of a center is practically. To rebound, lay it up, go in the post, do more pick and rolls, which works out a lot more better if you think about it. Would help out a lot more. It's that more better pick and roll plays. And they would be able to get more opportunities. And they get more opportunities at this game. More opportunities at a chance at this. And this to me was frustrating to me. Because, let's like, one thing about that. What was going on with like Joel Embiid was frustrating, and 
and this is what's frustrating to me was that Ed in this is one thing that happened earlier in the season before restart was this game they had a game in Toronto. This is against the Rap Toronto Raptors, and this is in Toronto. This is the first. I mean, keep in mind, this is the very first game that the that the Sixers are playing against the Raptors. This is the first game post Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Semifinals, where Kawhi Leonard hit a buzzer beater on you to send you home. In a game, sent you home in a game-winning shot at the end of regulation, at the very last possible second, a buzzer beater. And in the first game you played, you decide to tell your big man, "Hey, instead of you laying up or dunking or pretty much doing what you do as a normal center, tell him, hey, try and shoot more like perimeter shots and." More like these shots from a perimeter and more or less shots in like, or more higher up in the post, or more in the high post. More in the shots in the high post. What you're thinking? And guess what? It, it, Joel B came out with zero points in that game. Zero. This is like, that is what this team is. And that's, it was in the nutshell with Brett Bowen. Brett Brown, okay? And I will say this, and Brett Brown is a good coach. Number one, he's a decent coach. He, he was a former assistant with, with with the Spurs. He was with Greg Popovich. He knows, he knows the system. He knows the game. He knows the fundamentals. But, dude, why are you telling your... Your center, your big man, to shoot more perimeter shots. That's why I feel like he should, he deserves to get fired. Do I think it's Embiid's fault? I don't know. People say Embiid is plays a role in this. Yeah, because why are you telling? Why are you a seven foot one center doing these perimeter shots? Why are you thinking you're a power forward? Why are you thinking you are a small forward or a shooting guard? You're a center. Do your fucking job, which is rebound and fucking do layups and dunks. That's all you got to do. Literally, that is all you got to do. If you can't do that, why the fuck are you playing? To me, at this point, like in seven years, this is the process here. At this point, you guys are could have be you guys had this. This is the best team you guys have, Philly. This is the best team Philly has for a championship. And what happens? You wasted it. So to me, y'all are y'all are a sorry team. And to me, if there's a rate, if there's a rating system on how to rate how sorry a team is, yeah, the most is a ten, but ten is honestly too lenient on y'all. I can't give you a ten. That's too lenient on y'all. What you guys are 
is officially the sorry god. Okay? That's what this team is. The Philadelphia 76ers are the sorry god. Period. End of story. I am... Uh, whoever is the coach of this, hopefully you can tell Ben Simmons to shoot more freeze, try to shoot more freeze, and tell Joe Embiid to be a fucking big man. Because at that point, if you can get them to have a role and a system in place where they actually know they roll and do the right thing, you guys might win a championship. But if not, trade Ben Simmons to Cleveland... Get their top five pick and start the process over. Trade your own beat to whoever who needs a big man for their first round pick, whoever it is, maybe the Timberwolves, and start over. Because at this point, you're probably not winning a championship with this core. And this is a team that has maximum potential to win a championship and Port Brown failed. So hopefully you can find a coach who can maximize that potential. But until then, it is just pretty much a, uh, right now, Philly, you guys' window might be slamming shut. This window is starting to close and I don't know about you, but you gotta do something quick. Hopefully you find the right coach. And hopefully you guys can get back into the system. Get back into this, into a championship picture. Because right now, doesn't look like it for you. Doesn't look like it for you. Alright. We're going to talk about football in a minute. I'm going to take a quick break. Hopefully this time I'll remember to record both the video... And the audio at the same time and not miss a beat. I'm probably now pissed that that over eight minutes of recording pretty much was not recorded. God damn it. So, yeah. I'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk more about football. We're going to talk about football, especially what's been going on in Baltimore and regarding Earl Thomas and all this stuff and uh we'll probably talk about a few more things and then we'll probably wrap this baby up don't go anywhere y'all watching the J Money Talks podcast and you're listening to J Money Talks podcast there we go okay we are back ladies and gentlemen with more of the J Money Talks podcast um, we're going to talk next about the Baltimore Ravens and uh, what's been going on recently. So, camp, so training camp has been going on. Pads, they're now working pads. And uh, this is a big one. First big one, uh, big thing is the, looks like their first couple games is going to be, it looks like the first game of the season is going to be, going to have no fans whatsoever. So, basically... Ravens-Browns is going to pretty much be basically what a normal Browns game is on an average Saturday, Sunday. No fans. <laughs> Throwing my shots out there early. <laughs> because 
So, that's what it is right now. There's no fans. Hopefully, I think there's two weeks the Ravens play the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Maybe they'll invite fans that time. Point out they might invite fans. Who knows? But we, but as as time comes around, we'll find out more about the whole this whole thing later on. Now, one of the big things is that the Ravens now has a, going through a bigger roster change. Now, because because one of the big things is the Baltimore Ravens have decided to release. Earl Thomas. Reason why he's reading release is because he uh in on Friday he ended up getting in ended up getting uh, blown on a pass play in uh in a practice in the practice and he got frustrated, he got mad, Duck Clark kinda got in his face a bit, like I'm not like yo what you doing bro and what happened was Earl Thomas kinda got was upset about it. Play, things got heated, and Earl Thomas punched Chark Clark in the face. Happy next is he got dismissed from practice. From a practice, uh, the next day he was not allowed to come back to practice. So, was not allowed to come back to practice. Uh, one of the things that happened was that what happened was that Earl Thomas. Next day, he got on his personal Instagram and he kind of tweeted like his drive and passion and all this stuff. Yet, one of the clips that he showed in his on his Instagram was the play in question. One of the plays showing training camp, which is a bad call, especially the case of this is training camp. This is early training camp. What you showed was one play, practically a play on not only in the playbook for the offense, but also a play that's probably in the playbook for the defense. And if Ravens play us, so if it means that means if a team sees like a team seeing the scheme similar, sees a similar scheme to what is shown, they might use that to their advantage. Know how to take take on that offense, or know how to handle that defense. Like that is something you shouldn't show whatsoever in that on that photo. So Ravens got a little frustrated with this. They had to like give us a pot. They were on Sunday morning. They decided uh, we are going to move on from try or move on from Earl Thomas. It was. Going to be a case of either them trading, trading him, or going for releasing him. One of the big things was, can they release them without giving them any guarantees with his contract? Because they can, because of him punching John Clark in the face, can be like conduct detrimental to the team. And the Ravens did. They released him with that conduct detrimental to the team. He uh, got released. They pretty much decided not to give him his $10 million. One of the things I say is people like, what do I say, like Stephen A. Smith pretty much said that Earl Thomas should be paid his $10 million regardless. And I'm like, he punched a teammate in the face. Like, Earl, like, I didn't like, I didn't do, 
Antonio Brown said some stuff pretty much get out of his contract. I think if oh if pretty much if A B called his like general manager a cracker <laughs> which is fucked up in and of itself I think Earl Thomas should not get paid for pretty much for punching a player punching a teammate in the face. And um one of the things is uh one of the big rumors was that they were gonna give more time playing time to Deshaun Elliott, who was a safety that played in place of I believe Chuck uh either Chuck Clark or Earl like when they rotated him and is uh Deshaun Elliott is a second year I believe a second year player and was pretty much proven was proving himself good and he was proving he was able with more playing time and it looks like that he's probably gonna be the starter one the the free safety for the team, and I think it's it's good to hear because right now it is a big thing. Um, one of this one of the big things about this is, yeah, like Earl Thomas started like pretty much put, pretty much put it on himself there. Um, I don't do I think he's gonna play for another team? Absolutely, because there's rumors that the Cowboys are gonna try to get him. Another thing is now the Brown, the Cleveland Browns are now interested in him, and I'm like, of course, the Browns will want him because let's be honest, they usually have they usually after a while get our scraps anyway. So hey, if Cleveland wants him, go ahead. Probably won't change much, change much when it comes to you facing us. So I said this with Cleveland, go ahead, take him. I don't care. So, that's one of the big things. Another big thing that was going on with Ravens camp was they talked about that Lamar Jackson, he was out of, he was not at either Saturday and Sunday's practice over the weekend. The Ravens said that it was, oh, we're just resting him, hissing his arm. And, uh, oh, he has this soft, and one Raven said was, oh, he has like, this soft tissue injury. And it's like, this soft tissue injury, the reporters pretty much wanted to, like, get more information on this injury. And what John Harbaugh said, like, hey, it's early in training camp. We know you, we're not going to disclose injuries to be super transparent to injuries. We know how y'all be. We give y'all an inch. You're going to run a mile with it. So, that's what happened. Uh, later on, it found out it was a, like a small groin injury, and right now it was just like, but right now like Mark came back to practice Monday, uh, played like no, played practice like normal, and uh, yeah, that's one of the things about it is right now, it's it's a small injury. I'm thinking it's not gonna be anything too crazy. Um, yeah, do I think the Earl Thomas thing would affect it a lot? I mean, in terms of, like, having, like, a veteran in that, on there, yeah, it's kind of, the backfield, it's, question, it's going to be tough now, because we pretty much now are going with a younger, we're going with a young, younger safety, but that helps out, I think that helps out a bit more, in terms of speed and, with speed and stuff. Uh, the next big thing is, uh, another thing is right now it's 
It's something that needs to be done with. Uh, Ravens were had a workout with Jeff Bryant. He didn't leave with a contract. Um, one of the things was, I was I surprised they didn't sign him. I'm a slightly surprised, but not too surprised. To me, it was going to be. I didn't think they were gonna pick him up. It was just like, I mean, it would have been good to have him picked up and maybe as like a more of a veteran, have a veteran in a group of young receivers playing more mentor, more of a mentor role there. But uh, yeah, I think we were good, we were good enough on. I think we are good enough on offense as is. I think one of the things we'll figure out later on is. One of the big things that has been establishing right now is probably, right now, one of the big things is that we are getting from storylines is Hollywood Brown is probably going to be the deep ball threat, which is definitely the big case there. A lot of the young, uh, young players, young receivers we got is proving themselves pretty well. In uh, The biggest one is... Miles Boykin, he is stepping up, and this is his second year. He is proving, he's like, he's trying to prove it. He's like, hey, I'm 6'3", I'm 225, I got some hops. I'm going to try, I'm planning on making some contest, contested catches and make them. And it's, uh, that's something that needs to be that needs to be said. And I said, good on him. Do what you got to do. Make those, make some crazy good big catches if we need you to. And that's a big thing. Uh, well, everything is, and everything is in the running back department. The biggest thing that's been going on right now is probably the establishment that J.K. Dobbins is proving himself to be a great back for Ravens, running back for Ravens. Good route, good at like doing the the backward passes, shovel passes, and has that explosive speed. And this is something that's that is needed. One of the big things is Ravens are all about speed, and I think this if Jake that J.K. Dobbins J.K. Dobbins being with Ravens is scary stuff for defenses, and that's a big thing. And I think in terms of defense, so far we're getting some good stuff from like uh, big thing is like Clayus Campbell, Derek Wolf being in the front lines. That is going to be someone that they are definitely going to be able to stuff run. This is going to be. In like the passing defense, I think we're kind of set now. Tavon Young is back. Uh, we got Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters in a good, a good, uh, good set of quarters, set of corners. And everything is linebackers. Patrick Queen is proving he is proving that he is the linebacker. He is the new linebacker on the block. He is going to be the new uh, big uh, Mike. That we needed since mostly left. And uh, I think this is going to be a big thing. I'm hoping this is. Uh, I think we're going to be in a, for a great. Let's just say this is. This is the. This is a great Ravens team. I think this time we are probably. I think we have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say we are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm a, we got to earn that chance. Just like we did last year. We got to earn everything. Earn a playoff berth. Win the division. Try to get first. Get first, pretty much get first overall. Get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And this time around, when we come, when we have a player's playoff game, we gotta be able to. It's understand this ain't. 
This ain't just a regular regular season. This ain't a regular season game anymore. This is playoffs. And it's at home. This time around. This time around. We going to execute. We got to make sure we can execute. And this time we got to make sure we're ready for every team's best shot. No matter who it is. It could be the seven. It could be the smallest team. It could be the Titans. It could be the Chiefs. It could be anybody. This time. We gotta go back. We gotta come back. We're back here. We prove. We prove we earned a number one seed. Let's prove we deserve this number one seed. And we deserve to be the contenders for the Super Bowl. So run it back. That's what the key is. Run it back. And uh, that's gonna be the big thing now. With the whole uh, Ravens thing. So, um. Yeah. That's what I think is gonna happen this season. And this is, I'm excited for it. Sadly, the first game is probably not going to have fans, unfortunately. Hopefully, by the Monday night game against the Chiefs, there's fans back. Am I going to go to it as much as I want to? It's probably going to be, they're probably going to limit the fans to, like, say, a third or 20%. So, probably not. But, I'll probably be in, I'll probably be in Baltimore. Try to go see it at a restaurant, sports bar, restaurant, or something. You know, somewhere to watch a game and be close to the action. But other than that, I'm excited. I'm ready for it. And, uh, yeah. Till then, um, we're going to go ahead and uh, take another break. We're going to, I think this time, we're going to talk about at least, I think, one, probably a couple other things. Probably a quick hot takes. And, uh, yeah. We're going to we'll move on. Until then, we'll. I'll be right back. You are. You are listening to the Jay Money Talks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere, folks. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the Jay Money Talks podcast. We're going to be talking about some. Uh, I think the next topic is. I think it's not topic, but more of a take on this. And this is like involved probably what's been going on a couple of days ago. I think uh, either yesterday or two days ago. Um, one of the big things is a big celebrity, big uh, celebrity actress by the name of Bella Thorne decided to make an OnlyFans. Um, and in their first day, this woman made one million dollars in her very first day. And I'm just like, okay, one. I don't know how much her OnlyFans is. I'm never. I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna find out who, ha, where, who, what her OnlyFans link is, and to figure out how much you have to pay for that. But to me, that's a little excessive to me. To me, it's insane that a celebrity actress, an actress, is making a million dollars off of practically you. Pretty much nudes and some other things. And my thing is, to me at this point, I kind of believe that sex work needs to be legal. Needs to be legal. In my opinion. Because one thing that I'm going to say is this. Is you're, if you're someone who makes is like you can make money 
through OnlyFans. This is like the one time we you can make videos, any videos, pretty much porn, but charge money for it. You can make videos on Pornhub, and you get paid for it some amount. I don't know how much. Or any porn side you want, and make money off it. This is something that makes no zero sense to me, and it's one of the things that's weird. And I think it's a policy that needs kind of needs some change, or makes no sense. You can pay if, but but the moment you pay somebody, a random woman or man or anybody who's like transgender, like say a hundred dollars for practically to hook up for twenty-two minutes for like say twenty minutes. Let's say twenty minutes. That is somehow illegal. Are we really going to fall? Is this like a rabbit hole that needs to be fall? And no offense, I can't understand. Like you don't want children to do this stuff. You don't want. I mean, what if it's your daughter or your sister or something like? Like I don't want my sister doing OnlyFans because she just got married like a month ago. I don't want her to do that. If I have a daughter around, yeah, I don't want her to do it. I can't. I don't want her to do it before she turns 18. But after she's 18, if she chooses to do porn or does OnlyFans, I can't really really control that. I'm like, look, if you want to do this, be, go ahead. Just be careful. Stay safe. Don't do... If they offer you any drugs, just say no. Just say no. Um... That's all I'm going to say about that. And, but it's, but that's the thing. It's, it right needs I'm wondering is like, and this is the thing about feminists, it is somehow stupid to me. Y'all want to say my body, your, my body, my choice when it comes to abortions. But when it comes to women wanting to have sex for men, with men, for money, that's the line you cross. That is your. That's where you draw the line there. And to me, and here's the thing about men, and I'm and here's the thing. I'm saying this because I will testify this on on public record. In the past, I have hooked up with with escorts and with escorts before. I am been a patron in the past. I do, and I still currently do. Once and I do it once in a while, once every couple weeks. Because here's the thing, and I'm saying this why I do it still, and that's because it is probably easier for me. It's easier for me to pretty much not have to do any like some of this middleman stuff. Because to me, it's pretty much if the girl, if the girl's willing to do this. Is just as long as you pay some money, then you are practically, and it's practically okay. Like one means, I'm not gonna say you shouldn't do it. I'm not saying you can't. You're allowed. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. But the main thing is this: understand a lot of guys who do like 
pay for X-Wars and pay for Only Man and some of this stuff, they don't have to worry about trying to... It's like war. It's easier not having to do a lot of this work. Doing like a lot of work or stuff like that. Like, if I'm... If I decide to go out to... If I decide to go out every weekend for a month trying to pick up girls and stuff... I mean, yeah, paying for drinks, I'm buying drinks, I'm pretty much trying to, I'm talking to this girl, pretty much trying to convince her, and pretty much, let's say I spend like 40 bucks on alcohol, pretty much trying to get this woman to hook up with me, and I do that four times a week, four times a month, that's, a, that's at least 16, 160 bucks I spent in one month. <laughs> in one month. Where. I could use that exact same money. And I could just pay a girl. For like an hour. Use that 160. You save it like. Is that 160. You go to a woman. You call up a woman or text woman like hey I'd like to spend like an hour and I'll give you $160 we can hook up for like an hour and you don't have to and guess what you meet you do your business and you leave you give her you walk in or she walks into your place or she walk comes to you you give her money you do your business, and then you leave. It's, and it's all you gotta do. And it's much simpler and easier. Now, I get it. A lot of stuff is too much. You don't want to deal with, like, pimps and all this shit. And that's the thing. It's going to be... Yeah, there's some sketchy stuff. That's why I do think there should be brothels and stuff. And I think it makes it easier for a lot of people. And, like... And I think there should be a way. Like, women should profit off sex in some way shape or form because I think it's I think it should be a thing where they should have to pay taxes and should pretty much have it be a, if they want to make that a career like it's if they want to make you know their their business their their pussy then you know that's fine I'm okay with that I'm never I'm okay with that plus let's be honest would it make it cheaper? I don't know. I don't entirely know. I mean, but it makes the process a little simpler. But easier. Like, one of these is, like, women, they're holding, like, some, like, thighs these pimps. Let's be honest. It's, to me, like, the thing about, like, massages. Like, like, and here's the thing, like, one of the things about it is, you can pay anybody to do anything you, anything. You can pay somebody to clean your house. You can pay somebody to mow your lawn. You can pay somebody to cut your hair. You can pay somebody to... You can pay somebody to give you a massage. And here's the thing. You're practically naked when you're getting a massage. Like, if you're... If you're a woman... If a woman's getting a massage by a dude, what's stopping him... From you, from them, put you know, using their fingers down there. 
And what's stopping you, you, the woman, from giving the dude head? <laughs> Bull job. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, what's, I mean, if I were getting massaged by a woman, you know, and I have an erection, and somehow, and she sees, knows it, it what's stopping her from sucking my dick? <laughs> or giving me a handjob? And what's stopping me from pretty much taking her clothes off and having sex? We're pretty much, it's pretty much, the, it, it's there, it's, it should be legal. Like, to me, I know it's a lot of, it's a lot of legal stuff, I think there's a lot of things that need to be done, but I think, at this point, I personally believe that, tax for money should be legal. Am I going to continue doing this overall? No. I mean, one thing is, I know is, I'm, I know is, I pretty much want to have a family. One half kids, and if regular married king. But one of the things is this: if I marry now, if I marry like say, someone who does porn or someone who does some escort stuff for money, I'm not gonna stop her from really doing it. I'm honestly, I'm like, if that's your job, if that's your your profession, I'm okay with that. I'm more, I'm more or less open. I'm starting to feel like I'm more open to like open relationships, and it's not some weird simp shit or some I like being cuckold or some shit. No, it's just hey, if this is what you like to do, you like hanging up with other guys. Hey, do you? I mean, but if we were together, don't tell me from like one hug up over if I hug up with our girls or you're hugging up with our guys. Don't I would forever have it's an open thing. Only thing I just say in a rule, in this rule, and this is personally me, if I'm coming into, if I'm pulling up to your house, I get front door. If you got it ever do coming in, you gotta tell him, hey, my boyfriend coming over, he gets front door, your choice is either back door or window. <laughs> and I'm, if a guy lives on, if he, she lives off like the 10th floor of an apartment, well, sucks to be you, motherfucker, because... <laughs> You ain't getting front door. <laughs> you either going out through window or back door. <laughs> Take your choice. Choose how you want to die. <laughs> you can die by jumping off into a dump. Hopefully, but don't worry. Make sure I'll make sure that day is the day before trash day, where that dumpster is quite full. So that way, when you jump off, you don't really die. You have something, some type of cushioning. <laughs> So, so, um, I'm a, I'm a kind of guy, okay, don't worry. But it's, that's the thing, I'm like, and that's the same thing with me, if my girl comes over, if a girl comes over, and, hey, I'm like, I'll tell the girl like it is, like, hey, like, my girl, my main girl coming over, you, she gets, a, she comes in for the front door, so, you gotta live through back door window, so, you gotta leave, either the back door, or through the window. Take your choice. <laughs> and that's how it that's how our thing gonna be that's how it gonna be like. And I just think to me it's just like at this point, if an actress is gonna make a million dollars pretty much selling nudes and here's the thing, like and here's the thing you she can it's cool if she sells her nudes, she's selling nudes on OnlyFans. There are some simps out there. And one of these is 
if some, and I think that's good for her because now she has power over her nudes or any videos that gets leaked or any videos or anything. Because Elvron actually, like a couple years ago, actually had some dude like hack into her like cloud, hack into her cloud in her Apple or iPhone or in her cloud, and told her like, "Hey, I'm gonna leak these unless you send me money." And she's like, "Yeah, fuck you." Leaks her own news out, out there, so that guy doesn't have the power anymore. And that's the thing. It's, and to me, that's something that needs to be done. Because now, if someone tries to do, tries to leak anything that from her OnlyFans, one, they can be prosecuted for illegal distribution, and that is good. She has now has that power, and OnlyFans can help her, helps her with that. So it's. So to me, it's like that's why I think if people can make nudes and sell nudes, sell their nudes, and sell videos of them having sex for money, or them doing any sex for money for OnlyFans, and that's the only way we have to do it, that's fucked up. Because I think at this point, like, if people are willingly having sex, willingly want to have sex with you for money. Like prostitution and all this stuff, I think it should be legal at this point. Because at this point, you realize some stuff you can pay somebody to give you a massage. I understand you're naked. What's up for taking one or two steps ahead? <laughs> taking another step or two. You know, and then you get that happy ending. And that's pretty much that happy ending is involving either A, receiving head. Or B, I'm busting in, or I'm busting in the masseuse. So it's, that's the thing, it's not, it shouldn't be anything wrong with that. And that's why I'm like, at this point, it needs to be something that needs to be legal. And this is my, it's a hot take on this one. So, uh, we'll move on to this. That's one hot take. Let's move on to the next hot take. To me, the people who are talking, who are, who are all about, all, uh, acting crazy over the, girl, the 18T girl, um, guys, like, y'all need to chill the fuck out, okay, like, y'all need chill, chill the fuck out, like, listen, I get it, I've, I've seen the photo, I get it, she has some large breasts, it is, they are plump, they are luscious, but there's a point where you, there's a limit to what you call, like, but you do call it press milkers, like, dude, what in the fuck is wrong with y'all? There is a point you guys got chill. I'm for real, like I'm, like, listen, I'm just saying, I, I, look, like, I see, I see girls. I understand at the gym and all myself, and I I do take glances, especially at the gym. I some gyms, there's some girls I look at, some girls I go see. They are look they, some. There are some pretty looking girls. Okay, and it's especially when you're doing shit like squats and shit. Let me say, I don't try to look. I try not to glance. Sometimes Alice, I sometimes do it in between sets because I'm like I'm trying to get. Chance to catch breath. I'll look around and next thing I'm seeing this fine. Next thing I'm seeing a fine chick, fine ass lady, 
doing squats with wearing nothing but some leggings or some booty shorts and like shit hurt his you start pulling it out the train bro like like we see it it's just a I, I'm like I don't want to I'm not trying to see it and try to be thirsty as hell I mean I'm trying to at least focus on the workout I'm trying to focus on making these gains but you will lose but when you see these girls out there like a fine juicy steak on a plate you, you want to indulge in that buffet but you do not try to you keep it to yourself if you remember if you have some mental you probably gonna have a mental image me I will have some mental images I'm thinking of some shit I would do <laughs> Some, like, some primal male shit. Some wild shit. Some shit you could find on a porn site. If you want to know some of my porn history, some of it, let's say, is great. Uh, pretty much some dominant male primal shit here. Okay, so it's just some, it's just some cases like, yes, it's, but here's the thing. You gotta, you need to have some self-control. Like, some of us need to have some self-control. Like, I get it. We all, again, it's quarantine, I get it, you're at home, yes, you haven't been social in a while, I can understand, but guys, bro, if you gotta express some of that shit, don't express all of that shit in the public Twitter sphere, okay, public social media sphere, in social media, in public, understand, Companies can, if you're trying to get a job, companies might see that information, see your social media posts. Heck, I'm probably sure if you try to apply for a job at AT&T now, they might pull up your social media like, uh, yes, we have a thing of with our, you talk about our spokes model, our spokeswoman here, and pretty much about her large, large, uh, breasts, <laughs> and calling them milkers. Was this you? Like, y'all gonna be that dude in the motherfucker, be that one dude, like, uh, <laughs> like, you going to shoot, you already, y'all screwed. Like, this is, and that's the thing, I'm like, you need to chill, like, do I want to, do I have some f dirty thoughts? Yes. Like, literally, a bunch of thoughts every day, and heck, I think it's because I pretty much see a lot. At some point, I'm probably gonna have to clear out the fucking files and clean out some, clean out the gutter a bit. I better clean out the gutter a bit. I mean, there are some, like I mean, I don't say this all the time. Besides, there are some things like, like if I had a chance to like listen, like to me, I'm a nerd. Like me, oh, like video game characters have video game characters, anime characters. So people are ripping on this one character, one uh, character in this one anime that came out quite recently called Yusaki Chan Wants to Hang Out, and it talks about this one main girl who's twenty years old. She's a college girl, and one of these about her is she is like five one, realistically five one, and she has some um, huge tits. And everyone blew up their mind because it's like, oh, this is an unrealistic pride proportion. And I'm like, my friends, I've seen girls who are tiny and de they got some huge tits. <laughs> Let's be real here. There are some girls who are tiny and they got some huge tits. Oh, <laughs> Let's be real here. 
Like, let's be real here. Let's chill out here. Okay? Yet, everyone's going to grip on that. Yet, somehow, Netflix decided to release a trailer of some show called Cuties, which has a bunch of 11-year-old girls twerking and shit, wearing scantily clad clothing. Like, what in the fuck? Like, there's... That's like... Everyone's blowing their mind on nets on practically something that came out that was made in Japan, created in Japan, in Japan. But when something is coming out in the stateside, no one wants to say shit. <laughs> so, it's stupid. <laughs> like, y'all are stupid. Like, y'all need to get your head out of your asses. That is stupid. Use your common sense here. This is gonna be a long. This might be a. This is gonna be a long lunch. So I'm gonna take this. And here's the thing. I am. And here's the thing. Do I enjoy girls with large, large boobs? Yes. Do I like a girl who has a large ass? Yes. Guys, like, here's the thing. If I want, if it, listen, if I can hook up with any character, real or fiction, fiction, from any fictional universe, anything in fiction, who would it be? To me, Chun Li from Street Fighter. <laughs> because she got low, them, because, look, I'm a man who likes legs, and I'm just saying, she has some thick ass thighs. <laughs> Look, if I had an opportunity to spend an hour <laughs> literally going in clapping cheeks with this woman. <laughs> Listen, and me, if you want to know my, me when it comes to sex, like, I enjoy, like, <laughs> like, enjoy going down on women, okay? I just answer it. I know if I go down on that girl, realistically, I know that shit's go she on my neck. And I know the moment I can make that girl girl take that girl to Space Mountain. I already know I am going to die because Loki a triangle joke. Is it is it wrong for me to say this? Yes. It's fucked up. But is it all worth it? All Hell yes, son. Yes. <laughs> okay. Worth it. Woo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just saying this. I'm. I want y'all to know this episode. I'm very much trying to purge the system here. This is. I need something like this. This is a purge to the system here. Some shit you gotta clear out. And I'm just being real with y'all. This is, to me, a lot of people need to just, need to chill out. I do understand, like, I say this, do I think the sexual, like, women being sexual and all this stuff is too far? Yes, but it is, there's a part where some people gotta separate, try to separate the fiction and reality and just calm and need the legs a minute. <laughs> need some help. I'm just saying, I already know when quarantine ends, 
everyone, we're probably going to have a, ba a baby boom at some point because I know the first thing when this quarantine ends, we are all ready to unload the clip on some bitches. On some bitches. And I know this. And I'm probably sure there are some women that are ready for ready to receive the full clips. Receive the clip. Receive. And I'm just saying it's going it's a crazy it's gonna be a crazy part. It's gonna be crazy. I'm thinking when it's going to dance, it's going to get crazy. And I'm just Gosh just I just needed to say that. Some things have to be left said. Sometimes you can't bottle it all up, but hey. I already know this. If any of y'all feel offended by what I'm saying, hey, my apologies. This is, understand, if you're over age, if this is probably for people over the age of 18, I probably have to age restrict this on YouTube. But I'm saying this, if you're over the age of 18, this is safe. If you're not over the age of 18, you probably don't want to hear some of this stuff. But hey, we know some of y'all kids lie on there. So, do your thing. But, yeah. So, yeah, that's all, I'm, that's all I feel about this stuff. And, uh... Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We've been doing this for almost a good two hours. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty calm now. I feel like everything's now out of the system. Purged out of the system. I feel perfectly fine. I'm still... I need to get something. Just... Can you come back? Can you come back in a few minutes? I'm trying to close out the show. Close out this. Yes, go ahead and close out. Jeez, I'm probably. God. My apologies. That was my father was trying to get something in this room, and I'm like trying to finish this up. So, I guess I'll go ahead and finish this up. Thank you guys very much for watching. I'll be back next week with more episodes. Another episode. And, uh, I think this, and actually this will be the 10th, that'll be the 10th one, actually. So, we got a big one. So, the thing I'm probably going to do is try at least next week, probably have some friends over and we try at least do, like, a group thing. We just all talk about a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on, and probably, and I'm thinking this one might get a little wild and a little crazy. So, I like this one. So, this is, hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm Jay Money. Thank you guys for watching and for listening, and I hope to see you guys at the next episode. Take care, stay safe, and uh, spread peace and love, y'all. That's all I gotta say about that. Peace out, y'all.